For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love Well, amen. I want to thank you for tuning in today, and I want to encourage you to go to our website, crossboundministry.com, and you can sign up for our newsletter by sending us an email. And today, we're going to finish up the Gospel of John chapter 9, the Gospel of John chapter 9, where the blind man is healed by Jesus. And after he was healed, the religious leaders did not like it that Jesus healed him on the Sabbath. And they even called the blind man's parents and asked, is this the man that was born blind? And they questioned this man many times. And we're going to start in John chapter 9, verse 25. And here the Bible says, he answered and said, answered who? The Pharisees, the religious leaders. He answered and said, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. Then said they to him, what did he to thee? How he opened thine eyes. Now this is the third time the Pharisees have asked this man this question. Isn't that something when somebody's trying to be manipulative or get their own answer out of you, they will ask the question over and over and in a different way and in a different format or under a different tone? Why? Because they are looking to manipulate the situation, even though you have already given them the answer. And here this blind man says, hey, one thing I know, the only thing I know is I was blind. I was blind as a bat. And here comes this man and I'm healed. I can see. Well, I got brand new eyes. I can see colors. I can see the sky. I can see your face. Amen. That's the one thing that I know about this man that once I was blind, but now I see. Amen. And hey, that's one thing that happens when a person gets born again, when the Holy Spirit moves in, when they get repent of their sins and put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, they know who Jesus is. Why? Because they were once spiritually blind, but now they can see. And that's why this passage of scripture is such a great picture of salvation. And verse 27 of John chapter 9, he answered them, I have told you already, and ye did not hear. Wherefore would ye hear it again? Will ye also be his disciples? The blind man said, hey, I've already told you once. You didn't want to hear it. You're not listening. You don't want to hear it. You're going to hear it again. And then don't you love this little zinger he throws in there at the end? Will you 
also be his disciples? He took a crack at him. He took a shot at him. Say, you're asking all these questions over and over and over, and I've already given you the answer, but yet you do not hear me, and you keep asking, are you also going to be his disciple? So don't you like the shot the former blind man took at those so-called religious leaders? Don't you know that made them furious? They were smoking mad. How dare you say something like that to us? Do you know who we are? Do you know who my name is? Do you know what our position is? And here this blind man who's nothing and nobody, he was a beggar. And Jesus made him see. He asked them, are ye also going to be his disciples? Now listen to what they say to him. John chapter 9 and verse 28. Then they reviled him and said, thou art his disciple. But we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spake unto Moses. As for this fellow, we know not from whence he is. The man answered and said unto them, Why herein is a marvelous thing that ye know not from whence he is, and yet he hath opened mine eyes. Hey, the, the religious leader said, we, we don't like him. We revile him. We're not from him. You're from him. We're following Moses. Why, they, they didn't want to follow Jesus. They did not want to recognize Jesus as the Son of God. Why? Because he would have power over them. And also, he was taking away their power to, from the people because you did no longer need a priest to get to God. You can call out the name of Jesus, amen, and today it's the very same. You don't have to go to a priest or a rabbi. No, sir, no, ma'am. You can get on your knees and call out to God in the name of Jesus, and he will hear you, amen. You don't need a priest or a rabbi. No, sir, no, ma'am. What do you need? You need Jesus. Jesus is the intercessor between us and God. Jesus came to fill that gap that we might have fellowship with the Lord himself. Amen. And I want you to notice this once blind man had some sarcasm in his answer. Did you, did you notice that? The man answered and said unto them, why here, why is this a marvelous thing? What you're such these great religious leaders. Why are you marveled that this man opened my eyes? So this one spy man, he had some sarcasm, sarcasm in his answer. You're the religious leaders, and this man done a mighty work of God, and you don't know where Jesus is from? This man is doing God's work, but yet you don't know him, and you don't know where he's from? What kind of religious leaders are you? In other words, this blind man was saying, why are you marveled? by this. Don't you love that? Here's something. He's a nobody. He's a beggar. He's a blind man. But yet, oh yet, when you come to know Jesus, buddy, you know somebody. Why? Because you know God and God knows you. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and it gives you confidence and it gives you more faith that, hey, even if I take my last breath, if I don't make it through the night, if I have a heart attack, if I get cancer, if I get in a wreck, hey, amen, I'll be but with the Lord in a moment because for a person that's saved the bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord in a twinkling of a moment just just a moment you'll be with the lord that that's i love that passage where it says yea though i walk through the shot the shadow of the valley of death you ever catch that 
I ever walk through the shadow? You ever stand beside the semi? And man, it can scare you to death if it's coming at you. If you're standing on the side of the highway and here comes that semi, I mean, it looks bad. It's going to mow you over. It's going to turn you into a bloody pulp. But yet you're just standing beside it and the shadow passes over you. See, a shadow can't hurt you. A shadow can scare you. It can make you freak out. But it can't hurt you. And that's all death is to a Christian. It is but a shadow. The Apostle Paul even said for a Christian to die, it is gain. It is even better. It gets even better after then. Amen. So here this man, he was blind, but now he can see and he kind of takes a little poke at them. You're, you're the religious leaders, yet this man does a mighty work of God and you don't know where he's from. Look at verse number 31 with me. John chapter 9 and verse 31. Now, we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man open the eyes of one that was born blind? If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. They answered and said unto him, Thou wast altogether born in sin, and dost thou teach us? And they cast him out. Don't you, don't you love what the blind man said to him? God heareth not sinners, but if any man worship him, God do hear. This man was, is from God. He may not know exactly who Jesus was, but he know that this man that healed him, this man that gave him his sight, he had to be from God. And boy, those Pharisees were mad. How dare you say something like that to us? Don't you know you were born in sin? You're, you're a born sinner. You were born in a mess and a wreck. They started taking shots at him and putting him down. And again, these Pharisees turned to abuse. When they, when they couldn't win the argument, they, did, they turned to name calling. You loser. You sinner. You nobody. You nothing. They put him down and they run him down. They insinuated that this man's blindness was the direct result of sin. But wait a minute, you go all the way back to the beginning of John chapter 9 and verse 3. The Bible says, Jesus answered, neither has this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. This man was born blind so that the work of God may be manifest in him. Hey, what's in your life? that God has allowed so that the work of God may be manifest in you. Maybe God's not going to reach down and heal your eyes. Maybe God's not going to reach down and heal your cancer. Maybe God's not going to reach down and fix all your family problems, but maybe God's going to give you the grace to go through it. God will give you the grace to go through it. God will give you the strength to go through it. And hey, when times are hard, when things are, are hurting and people are dying, but yet you lift your hands on high and you say, I trust the Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, that is powerful. When somebody's at the end of their life and they are coming to an end and they are dying and they say, I trust God. I have no fear. I know where I'm going. I'm born again. I'm saved. I'm washed in the blood. I 
I have no worries, amen. And people see that. That is a powerful, powerful, powerful statement, amen. People look at that and say, hey, they're about to die. They're not going to worry about their money or where all this is going or that is going. No, they know that they're going to be with the Lord God Almighty and they want you to be saved too. They want you to be born again. That is so powerful because you're not going to take one thing with you not taking one dime one set of car keys one outfit one home you're not going to take nothing with you except for the work that you have done for the lord jesus christ and so you remember jesus said that this man's parents did not sin neither did this blind man what has god allowed in your life so that you can give God the glory, so that the works of God can be made manifest in you, so that the power of God may rest upon your life. You see, the apostle Paul, he had many ailments. He had many hurts. He had many thorns. But the Bible says, God told him, my grace is sufficient for thee. With all those bad things that happened that were going on, my grace is sufficient for thee, the Bible says. This man, they told him, hey, who, who are you to teach us? You were born in sin, but this man had every right to teach them because he knew who the Son of God truly was. The truth is that he had every right in the world. As one man said, the teaching of the Holy Ghost is more frequently seen among men of low degree than men among rank and high education. Why? Because what they know has been revealed to them by the Holy Spirit. Can I just say this Bible, this blessed book, this book is a spiritual book. You're not going to pick it up and read it like you do the newspaper and understand it. No, sir. No, ma'am. You've got to ask God and the Holy Spirit that is within you will reveal the truth that is unlocked in the scripture. Why? Because this is a spiritual book. This is God's holy word and you will never fully understand it apart from the Holy Spirit. You see, the moment you get saved, the Holy Spirit moves in and you have that earnest desire. Like the Bible says, you have the sincere milk of the word. You desire that milk like a baby that desires milk. You're a baby in Christ and you desire that from the Holy Spirit. He puts that on you. He most certainly does. And so they cast him out. They threw him out. They couldn't beat his argument. Isn't that something when you, you can't dispute the truth the truth is going to come out and when they couldn't beat the truth they said i'll get rid of him he was born in sin he's a loser throw him out get him out of here and so when it says they cast him out that probably refers to more than this is being cast out of the temple it probably does it's probably more like they excommunicated him from the jewish religion a man born blind had been given his sight on the sabbath because he would not speak evil of the one who had performed the miracle, he was excommunicated. And you remember what it means to be excommunicated? It means that you're cut off from the funds. You're cut off from the jobs, from making a living, from going to the temple. They cut you off. They cut you out of the society. What does the Bible say? Hey, they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. It most certainly does. It is a spiritual battle. Oh, how we tend to look at the people. They did that to me. They got me fired. They run me off. 
They talk bad about me. They set me up. They did this. But you've got to remember, it is a spiritual battle. There is some serious dark forces behind those people just using them. You see, because the spiritual world needs a vehicle in which to work through, and they like to use people, other people against you, even other Christians. Unfortunately, the devil wants to turn us on each other. But listen, when you learn to forgive like Jesus forgave, when you learn to love your brother like God wants you to, oh, how that pleases the Lord. And if you have children and your children play good together and they're having fun and they're laughing, man, that brings a joy to your heart that only a parent would know. But it also can tear you up inside when you see your kids fighting and them screaming or fist fighting each other. And you go, and man, it'll tear you apart inside. And don't you know how much greater it is on God when we fight with one with another? We should love one another like the Bible says. Learn to forgive. Is it natural? No, it's not natural. It's supernatural. And it only comes from God. John chapter 9 verse 35 as we're moving on in the story. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. Lord, I believe and he worshiped him you remember that at this the man simply and sweetly placed his faith and trust in the lord jesus christ and he fell down and he worshiped him and he realized that this is the savior this is the messiah amen he was now saved and his soul was saved he was a healed man but more than just physically what a great day in this man's life are you kidding he received his physical sight for the first time in his life he could see with his own physical eyes but more so than that he also received his spiritual sight his salvation he put his faith and trust in the lord jesus christ what a day for this man notice that the blind man did not worship the lord until he knew that jesus was the son of God. Being a, he was an intelligent Jew. He, 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 he would not worship a mere man. But as soon as he learned that the one healed him was the God, God, God the son and he worshiped him. Not for what he had done, but for who he was. Verse 39. And Jesus said, For judgment I am coming to this world, that they which see not might see and that they which see might be made blind what a strange statement huh but we're going to talk about that in just a minute and some of the pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him are we blind also hey some of the pharisees realized that the lord jesus was speaking of them and they're blind as they're blind they realize wait a minute hold on a minute he's talking about us he's pointing us out he's saying that man wasn't one of blind. We are the ones that were blind, that are blind. They perceive that. So they came to him brazenly, asked him, 
did he meant, was he insinuating that we also are blind? Let me read that verse again, verse 39. And Jesus said, for judgment I am come into this world, that they which see not might see, and they which see might be made blind. In other words, those that realize they're a sinner in need of a savior, I'm going to open their eyes. I'm going to give them spiritual eyesight. But those ones that, that say they see, no, they are, they're the ones that are really blind. They're the ones that really can't see their problem. You know, you can't even begin to start to fix a problem until you realize that it's there, until you admit that it's there. Have you ever seen people just truly lie to themselves? Have you ever watched one of them hoarder shows where there's stuff piled up to the ceiling and there's trash everywhere and they're living in squalor, but yet they tell themselves everything is just fine. There's nothing wrong with the way that I'm living. Everything is fine. And their family comes over and does an intervention on them. Hey, you don't realize how bad your sin life is until you see it in the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. And just like a hoarder's home that's got trash piled up to the ceiling, you don't see it. You don't see the sin in your life. You don't see the squander that you're living in. You don't see the filth that you're doing, the things that your eyes are looking at, the things that you're reading, the thoughts that you're having, the stuff that's living in your heart. But oh, when you see it through the lens of Jesus, through the light of Jesus, how convicted he will make you. So, man, that's something wrong. I've got to fix that. And you either run to him or you will run away from him. But I promise it will change you and you will begin to see yourself the way God sees you. Amen. And our last verse here, John chapter 9 and verse 41. John chapter 9 and verse 41. Jesus said unto them, If ye were blind, ye should have no sin. But now ye say, We see, therefore your sin remaineth. In other words, Jesus said, If you admit that you are blind and sinful, and that you need a Savior, then your sins can be forgiven, and you can be saved. But you profess that you are in need of nothing. You say that you see, you say that you're fine and you're right with God, but you are really blind. You claim that you are righteous and that you have no sin. Therefore, you are really blind. Therefore, there is no forgiveness of sins for you. In other words, is what Jesus is saying. And so when Jesus said you would have no sin, he did not mean that they would be absolutely sinless, no, but they meant, Jesus meant when a born-again Christian stands before God, God doesn't see them as a sinner. No, they are washed in the blood. He sees his own self. He sees his own son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is a perfect picture of holiness, a perfect picture of righteousness. Amen. So if they had only acknowledged their blindness and failing to recognize that this is the Messiah, their sin would have been as nothing compared to the enormous sin of professing to see, yet failing to recognize him as the Son of God. In other words, let me put it in modern day terms. I'm a good person. 
I've never killed anybody. I never did that. I've not been to prison. I've never been arrested. I don't drink and drive. I don't cuss. I don't smoke. I don't drink. Or I don't do this. Or I do a little of this, but I don't do that. And I'm not as bad as that person. You know, the Bible says that a foolish person will look around and compare themselves with everybody else. But a wise person will compare themselves to the scripture, to the Bible, to God's whole word. And the Bible says there is none righteous, no, not one, not even one. The only one righteous is God. And he sent his son to die on that cross to take the place for you that you might be covered in the blood. I ask you today, where do you stand with Jesus? Are you blind or can you see? Have you blinded yourself? Do you see yourself the way God does? Will you please look at your heart today? And if you're not saved, will you repent of your sins? Will you ask God to forgiveness for forgiveness and ask Jesus to come into your heart and save you? Amen. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. 9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.